At the beginning of the year, what were they saying? We weren't even on the radar. And now we're here with two trophies, and this, it means a lot. It means, but we've built this for 10, 11 years. And that means a whole lot when you get to the stage because you know how to win. This one hits different. This one hits different for sure. Welcome back to another episode of Behold Pop Culture, the show where we take a look at some prominent people, figures, and events from pop culture today and in the past and try and see what lessons we could take away from them. The date of this recording is Monday, June the 20th. And is there a more grand weekend to return? As the great Michael Jordan once said, I'm back. And I return on the same weekend that the Golden State Warriors dynasty won once again. As in the past eight years, the Golden State Warriors have won four championships. This one being the cherry on top, as many people wrote them off after having the worst regular season of any team two years ago. The Golden State Warriors defeated the Boston Celtics in very convincing fashion, beating them in six games, giving the Warriors fans somewhat of a scare. But at the end of the day, the more experienced team, the team that was older, and the team that made less mistakes was the one that won. As the Boston Celtics, though they have very significant talent on their roster, found themselves in several moments where their star player Jason Tatum had debilitating cold streaks. Jalen Brown, his co-star, would turn the ball over spontaneously. And Marcus Smart could not facilitate enough to solve for what, once again, was a too-iso-heavy offensive approach. On the other hand, Steph Curry's legacy has catapulted, as we've seen a rise in many people considering him to be a solidified top 10 player and undeniably the second-best point guard since Magic Johnson. The trio of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart are still left with that tease of success as they made a run that they will never forget. But more questions loom as to whether or not the team can succeed, not on the defensive end as they were the best defensive team in basketball, but on the offensive end, where sometimes just depending on Jason Tatum to make an incredibly difficult shot is not enough to win a championship. Meanwhile, players like Klay Thompson, who returned from two years of injury absence, continued to build on his legacy and have a grand return from an injury that many people were unsure if he would be able to come back from fully healthy. Draymond Green, who was the butt of many jokes during the NBA Finals, found a way to be as impactful as possible while only scoring about 10 points. And the dynasty continues as Steph Curry finally got the long-awaited Finals MVP that many felt was robbed from him for Andre Iguodala. And the question now is whether or not the Warriors will be able to maintain that dynasty. Because players like Andrew Wiggins, who stepped up tremendously in the Finals, and Jordan Poole, who had a couple 12-point runs that really swung the momentum of the game are both players that will be eligible for some pretty significant contracts. Contracts that might not be able to be had on the same roster where Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, 
and Draymond Green are being paid big-time money. But looking back at this dynasty, it's hard not to give Steph Curry all the credit in the world. Steph Curry, a small player, was drafted not in the top five in his draft, and many expected him to be a decent shooter, maybe hit a couple threes for you in a game, but hopefully develop his facilitating, has now become one of the greatest offensive forces we've ever seen. The sheer fear of Steph Curry pulling up from half court completely changes how defenses guard the Warriors. Having to sometimes double him from half court, having to specifically game plan the screens that he comes around, and despite all of that, Steph was able to torch the Boston Celtics at will, easily getting that 30-point marker hit, at one point hitting 50% of his three-pointers in the finals. Just a truly tremendous player showing his greatness to the world and now continuing to add to his resume with that finals MVP and preparing to return back next year and be an equally competitive team. At 34 years old, he is not done, and many players around the league stay afraid. Now the NBA is just left to the offseason, where teams can't win the championship, but they sure can lose if they make the wrong decisions. The NBA draft will be this Thursday, where the top three picking teams of Orlando, OKC, and the Houston Rockets will have a chance to potentially get a franchise-altering player. And for the multi-sport fans out there, the MLB season is in full swing as we're nearing the All-Star game with teams like the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Braves, the Toronto Blue Jays are all showing off as top teams in the league. These teams have built very strong rosters with the Braves obviously coming off of a championship year. But the Yankees fans are all up in arms at how great their team has been. And once again, some of the big market teams are doing big market things and being dominant, expensive, but worth the price of the ticket to see. All this is taking place simultaneously with the NHL season coming to a close soon. As the championship is in full swing, with the Colorado Avalanche being up 2-0 against the Tampa Bay Lightning that just so recently ended the New York Rangers' miracle run to the conference finals. Now, as grand as the Steph Curry Finals MVP Warriors Championship Boston Celtics collapse was, it still might not have been the biggest event of the week. As on Thursday... With everyone relaxing, possibly getting ready to watch the last game of the NBA Finals, Drake, out of nowhere, announces that he's dropping an album. And not a typical certified lover boy, nor a Scorpion, nor a Views, but a dance album. Drake dropped his album, Honestly Nevermind, this past Friday. And it has very quickly become possibly his most controversial album to date. 
a dance album that is showing a lot of house influence and signifies Drake experimenting for the first time in his career, or at least taking a risk where a lot of people could really dislike this project or a lot of people could love it. Drake is known for having somewhat of a cookie cutter formula that has typically always worked. He has the intro track that has some reflection on it. He has to have some international hits throughout his album. He'll have a couple songs where he raps well, and he picks out real good features for the beats that he feels like he sounds good on. He'll end it off with some more reflection, and boom, you have an international hit, an album that'll be one of the top selling of the year, and this time it just wasn't that. An album that didn't have much variety in the energy that it gave. It was what I would consider to be his most mood-locked album, as the entire album is designated for dancing, summer, background music type of energy. So much so that within my first few listens, I can already say that the beats clearly surpass the lyricism and singing on the project. And I'll further step out into the deep end on my take and say that Honestly Nevermind is a better album than Certified Loverboy. As Drake dropped this surprise album, ironically on Kendrick's birthday of all days, at a certain point as an artist, you can't just keep dropping the same cookie cutter album. Eventually, people are going to become tired of it. Multiple albums will blend together as to whether or not someone believes something is a classic or not. And for artists themselves, it's very easy to get bored with a monotonous formula as DJ Academics called it, it becomes very difficult to let your creativity flow. When you're an artist hearing songs in different countries, different parties, different settings, you can be inspired to make something completely new and something that people are bound to hate. So I have to applaud Drake for sticking his neck out and taking the chance on an album that's clearly getting more negative press than good. He's currently projected to sell about 230k first week units, which is on the low side for Drake, but still very successful for your average everyday artist. He's now begun the terms of his recently signed $500 million deal, and it remains to be seen if people will stay on the side of this album being terrible, or will they come around to this being an album that's more limited in where you can listen to it, but could just be one of his best projects to date. Regardless of where you may stand, I highly recommend you giving this project a couple of listens. Unfortunately for several people, their releases got swept up under the Grand Drake Weekend. Artists like Logic, who dropped his first album coming out of retirement, Vinyl Days, with features from artists like Wiz Khalifa and Russ, producers like Mad Lib and DJ Premier. If you were previously a fan of Logic's work, this might have been on your radar. Another album worth checking out that slipped under the radar was West Side Boogie's album, More Black Superheroes. 
West Side Boogie, an artist who really took a step up in tears with his last project, Everything's for Sale, with features from artists like Snow Allegra, Eminem, you just might know him, one of the biggest hip-hop artists ever, and J.I.D., one of Dreamville's finest artists in their roster. This time around, he made an album reflecting on the flaws that every superhero in real life is naturally destined to encounter, with features from artists like Soulja Boy, Snoop Dogg, and Smino. If you have heard any of his work before, this just might be worth a listen. And lastly, something that caught my attention that I was completely oblivious of was Chance the Rapper. As he's been getting such little press, but has been releasing multiple singles teasing an album, with the most recent being a song called The Highs and the Lows released this Friday, it sounds like the chance that everyone fell in love with. Good lyricism, good flow, and reflection, something that seemed to be missing in the album The Big Day. With this song, he's embracing the fall that that album was, the avalanche of bad press that he got that is frankly hard to compare to any other album drop in recent history. But as I continue to dig deeper and see that he has about three or four singles that he's dropped all about a similar energy, is he teasing an album? Is Chance potentially dropping his comeback project to put him back on the map with the hip-hop community? All of these storylines over the weekend allowed us to sweep the fact that Beyonce was dropping an album under the rug just for a short period of time as she announced that her new album Renaissance is dropping July 29th. And not just that, the actual title of the album says Act One, which means that Beyonce might just be back in the swing of multiple projects dropping. Now, as the sports and music industry seem to dominate the week, there's still a significant storyline taking place in the world of entertainment. And that is the battle between movie theaters and streaming. As, as of this week, Two massive blockbuster movies, Top Gun and Jurassic World Dominion, both top $600 million so far in the box office, with Top Gun specifically nearing a billion-dollar box office number. As it's a sign that there is still desire to go to the movie theater, but the fight is long from over, and I still have to tip the hand in the direction of streaming potentially taking over. Doctor Strange, a recent blockbuster, is already preparing to be on its way to Disney+, and it's becoming a harder and harder value proposition to keep the movies in the movie theaters when it's so appealing to be able to have the movies in your home where you can pause, relax, rewind, and return to your favorite movies. But the classic feel of the movie theater is still fighting strong to maintain itself. Potentially, the only solution being it maintaining a status for blockbuster movies to call home. 
But a recent blow in the battle, one that I believe is more significant than both Top Gun and Jurassic World, was Adam Sandler's movie Hustle, a movie that very quickly is being deemed one of the best basketball movies of all time. And in my humble opinion, I agree. It is the most immersive basketball experience you will find in any basketball movie ever. With nearly every important character being connected to or played by actual NBA and or former NBA players, the movie felt real, it was funny, it genuinely seemed like the experience a player would go through trying to make it into the draft through unorthodox means, and the ending was very rewarding. Adam Sandler's career has aged beautifully since the unexpected diamond in the rough that the movie Uncut Gems was. And this movie Hustle was no different, as he's showing the more serious side of his acting, the side that usually gives you a better chance of claiming an Oscar to put the cherry on top of a great acting career. And the movie Hustle is highly recommended, not just for any basketball fans out there, but if you're a fan of sports, you can get a kick out of this deep dive of the world of the NBA through the lens of an international player just looking for his big break. And lastly, within the gaming industry, after the long run that Elden Ring had and for some may still hold, the industry is searching for the next big thing. And the newest game that has a chance to dominate timelines YouTube videos, and gaming discussions across the world is the new game, The Query. Very similar to a classic hit, Until Dawn, a game that was very successful a few years ago, but a game that was built off of the concept of the butterfly effect. The Query is an interactive drama horror game where, once again, every choice matters. And without spoiling too much, it features some actual actors like Justice Smith from Detective Pikachu and Brenda Song from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. This teen horror game might just be the talk of the town in the near future as people strive to complete the game while keeping every character alive or choosing the sinister side and trying to do the opposite. And all that people are waiting for in the gaming industry otherwise is for the highly anticipated Sonic Frontier open world game to reveal its story. And with that being said, we arrive at the conclusion of the podcast where I thank you once again for listening. I appreciate you taking your time out. And I hope that you took something out of these four mega industries that continue to play an important role in a lot of people's lives. Welcome back, and remember, behold pop culture.